Hey everybody, this is part two of our conversation and this we're talking about the GTA HD era. So if you missed the first episode, which includes the 2D and the 3D era, go ahead and check that episode out. We put it out last week, but for everybody else, here's part two. But moving on ahead to now what we consider the HD era and what everybody else considers too. We started off with GTA 4, which if you can believe it, it is the only GTA main entry game that I've never actually beat the story. I also haven't beat the story. I got to a point where I was I was annoyed at all of the phone calls from Roman. That I was getting from Roman. He wanted to go bowling, man. Like, yes, it's your cousin. I know, but it was like I don't know what it was about the design. There was something very off about the design with its new. Uh, high quality graphics didn't feel like a Grand Theft Auto game there was something too bright about it there was something too I don't know fake oh. the, the the cells the 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 CG for the the character designs just felt like they were hollow I'll admit it did feel different it felt maybe at first jarring because I, I honestly can't quite remember what I thought of that you know when it came out in 2008 but so I never got into the yeah, single player at all. So what happened was I saw in the dorms for the first time. Somebody else was playing it. I played it, but I could never really get into it for whatever reason, the same way they got into San Andreas. And it could be because of the HD. It could be how floaty the cars felt, just the realism. I, I couldn't get into it at first. So I just, I never got around to playing the story. I'd only kind of hear the story through other friends that had played it at the time. But that said, I did eventually get the game. And what I found really fun was the multiplayer. You know, the online races, the deathmatch. Like, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was really fun at the time. The GTA 4 multiplayer. And I thought, you know, that was a good experience. But I never got to... But I never played the whole story. I never played more than the first couple missions. Like, when I did get play it. Me too. Because at, yeah. at the time, that was back when Halo 3, you know, come out was still popular. Call of Duty 4 come out was popular. And there were a couple other games that kind of grabbed my attention. And I just never ended up getting into it. I didn't actually play it. Even the multiplayer I'm talking to you of now, I didn't even play that until about 2009, 2010. So I never really gave it a chance until then. And I still, to this day, have not completed the story. I vaguely know what the story is about, but not a whole lot. I'd have to honestly go look at a summary video to see what the story is because it's been that long. Yeah, I, I don't know the story at all. I don't. I don't. I've never seen the story completed. I've never watched any of the story played out. I've played a couple of the missions, but very big turnoff for me about Grand Theft Auto 4. I don't know what it was. I remember buying a copy of Grand Theft Auto 4 for my brother and my brother buying me a copy of Grand Theft Auto 4 and it was just like we each wanted our own copy of Grand Theft Auto 4. I don't remember why <laughs> that just, was so important. should have just bought it for each yourselves instead of just each other but I mean at least you got the game. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. I, I will say this. I remember I remember screwing around with you on uh, the online a few times in the past, like on the Xbox 360. That was pretty fun. I remember a couple times you and I did play the online. And for stuff like that, that was fun. Just, hey, let's drive around Liberty City and just do dumb shit. I mostly remember online for GTA V. I, I Same here. Don't remember, yeah, I don't remember too much about gta 4 we, or online for gta 4 we did we did have a stint it wasn't very long the one thing i remember that was fun about gta's 4s online was the there was a swing set glitch where if you could wedge your car into this one swing sweat swing set i should say in 
I can't remember where in the map. I think it's in like the southwestern part of the map. Your car would go flying. You could go flying across half the map. And the best oh. part was they never patched the glitch. So you could just park your car in there and you would go flying. It was hilarious. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember how funny that was. That How odd I was like, why is that occurring? Out of, out of all <laughs> it still happens today. It still happens today. <laughs> out of all the programming and out of all the code, for some reason... For the realism, you know, they were really hyping that this was this is a really good, realistic game because they, you know, improved the realist the 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 graphics, the animations, the, the driving mechanics. Yeah. What's it? the physics generator? They were they were hyping the shit out of this physics generator. Oh, you're gonna see him ca- get catapulted out of the window, the way a no- a real person would in real life. <laughs> And that got so annoying. That got so annoying driving around, I will say, because you could be driving and hit a car head on. And yes, in real life, it would hurt a bit. But I remember in the game, I feel like you would drive into another car at 30 or 40 miles an hour. In real life, you would just hit the wheel and it would hurt like hell. But in this game, yeah. you would go flying out and it'd be really annoying sometimes because you'd have to like get up and get back in your car. And it's just like, okay, I get guys, you're going for the realism there. But that was annoying realism because I don't think in GTA 5, even if you hit a car at like full tilt, you wouldn't go flying out. No, they got rid of that. Which is good, and that's one of the senses that I'm kind of glad that they worked away in that realism. That whole physics generator and the realism about it, out of all of that coding and data, for some reason, that specific swing set, they were like, yeah, if you park your car here, you can you know, fly to the moon. That was hysterical. Yeah, you can I... go to the moon. You can go to the moon from the swing set. All you have to do is park your car here physics forget it guys they heard it here don't buy gamestop if you want to go to the moon just go to that swing set <laughs> go to the swing set quit buying doge uh then so yeah as you can as you can surmise folks we never had the you know full experience with gta 4 at all and then but that said a lot of people did and a lot of people really enjoyed it it got you know worldwide acclaim and you know fair enough like it did deliver what it promised and People liked it so much that uh, Rockstar ended up developing two expansions to it. In 2009, they developed the Valley Gay Tony, and the same year, also, they developed the Lost and the Damned. I didn't play either of those either, again, just going through this. Didn't play them either, yeah. but I had friends that played them. I, Our friend Pete, you know, rest his soul, rest in peace. he yeah. showed me um, these expansions, and the Lost and the Damned I wasn't really kind of a fan of in terms of the story mechanics. It just felt like... It kind of felt like a crappier version of Sunset Anarchy, just to give you a sense of that. Battlegate Tony's story, on the other hand, the characters look kind of, you know, more fun, you know, more fresh of a narrative. And it actually explained, um, and what's cool about these expansions is that it helped, it tied into the main story to kind of, uh, again, give it another full experience. And it kind of explained a couple of the mysteries that the main story didn't wrap up. So in that sense, pretty cool. Again, didn't play them, but people liked them, they enjoyed them. And then that was it for GTA 4. You had those expansions. And then finally, here we are, folks. Modern day, GTA 5, 2013. And when the game came out, I was in the midnight release line. I was excited to play it. I got it for X, not Xbox. I got it for PlayStation 3. And I went home, installed the game. It took forever to install down the updates, but I waited. I played the intro mission, and, this, and I did the very first thing that I wanted, knew I had to do in the game. I went to Chile and drove right off it before going to bed. <laughs> True story. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, same here. Um, before I get into uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, I would like to say with Grand Theft Auto 4, 
that we're seeing from that point on going forward between 2009 and 2013. We're seeing the loss of these types of expansions, these games that continue the story of the main staple game. Uh, we used to have games like this. It's, it's a shame that here we are and we don't have anything to expand off of with Grand Theft Auto V. With you know, Grand Theft Auto, you had Grand Theft Auto London, 69 and 61. You had Grand Theft Auto 3 with Liber City, Liber City Stories. And, and Vice City and with Chinatown Vice City Wars. Stories. Oh, that's right. Chinatown Wars, a Game Boy, Advan uh, Game Boy Advance, I think it was. Yep. But yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. There was expansions behind almost every of the main entries. I mean, you know, Vice City Story. No, you're right. There was an expansion off of almost every main entry. The exception being GTA 3 and San Andreas. I don't think those had true expansions in that sense. And Like, San Andreas had no expansions. Like, you could argue... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could argue Liberty Stories and Chinatown Wars were an expansion of GTA 3, fair enough. But San Andreas didn't have any. But that's okay, because San Andreas felt like a full, complete package that... Which, funny I enough, mean, yeah. Which... Fun fact, Las Venturas in uh, San Andreas was the only part in the game that wasn't fleshed out fully because the developers kind of ran out of time. So there, you have the main strip where you have like all, some of the buildings, casinos, and that's it. That's the only other part. Otherwise, it's pretty barren, and they oh, just okay. ran out of time development-wise. So anyway, just wanted to kind of mention that because that was a fun little factoid I remember from back in the day. But yeah, like we are saying, we had expansions. And even in GTA 4, even in a new HD era... We had expansions. The base game came out yeah. in 2008. We had the expansions a year later. And then for four years, we sat waiting around for GTA V. And then we got it. You know, credit where credit's due. We got it. Like, we were excited. I was excited to play the main story. I was super hyped for the GTA Online, the heist, which yeah. took forever to come. But I was really hyped. Yeah. I was super excited. Yeah. I was also in the midnight release lines for GTA V. I remember making sure that there was enough space on my playstation 4 and dude some of the greatest times playing games with you guys was those heists on grand theft auto 5 uh it was a it was a lot of fun transitioning into the online world grand theft auto 5 expanded on all the things that made grand theft auto special and unique in each of their games um there are uh plethora of missions for you to do boating there are speed race speed boating race games uh there's a piloting game where you can learn to fly a plane uh, you can play there's golf together mountain you can play golf you can literally you play can, darts you can play darts you can mountain bike there are races for mountain bikes it was a complete game in the sense that if you wanted to play a game inside of the game, the game had the games, you know. It had everything. It, it was it was a cascade of what made Grand Theft Auto wonderful. It is essentially the essence of Grand Theft Auto, is what Grand Theft Auto 5 and GTA Online is. Through a developmental programming error, the cops were turned super aggressive. GTA 5 is the culmination of that programming error in that the cops in GTA 5 are super aggressive. What ensues is what makes GTA 5 the essence of Grand Theft Auto. I can understand in that sense why they haven't taken the games much further because they have essentially made the game 
they were always going to make. They made their destiny, essentially. Once you find the Holy Grail, do you keep looking? Do you keep trying to make a new one? Uh, I can understand why they don't. However, as a consumer and as a person who investigates the type of products that they'd like to purchase before going into it, I do not like where they've taken Grand Theft Auto V in terms of fiscally. It's We've covered it in its own episode, microtransactions. It's, a, it's the... It's the pit of where microtransactions gets its evil. It's the only thing that's keeping Grand Theft Auto V alive today. If they did not have microtransactions, they would need to rely on games and expansions. But this is just one facet of a multi-franchise operation. And who am I but a simple consumer to merely point out the goings-ons of this? It's a real shame. Just to give even slightly more context, from 1997 until 2012, we had 14 games in a 15-year time span. And in the last nine years, we've had one released on three separate systems now. The reason I say that is because I know it's going to be released on the PS5 and Xbox Series it X is, re-release. Yeah, it, it's going to be announced that they'll release it soon. Yeah. Uh, from the article the article that I read, it's uh, Q4 announce uh they're going to announce it through q4 whatever that is just later this year i think sometime between september and december they're going to announce that it's going to be released for the upgraded systems yeah so that's the thing folks i get it i get it in multiple ways one you can't compare the games of yesterday to today because the development times the technology takes a longer to you know fully realize and fully understand when making a game i get that but on the other hand 15 games in 12 years one game in nine years, and I get, again, the development times and all that, but the idea of one game now being pushed along three generations, it's like, guys, come on. And I know why. With microtransactions, they found ways to pump more money out of players with shark cards, let them fly these crazy jets, fly these flying cars, you know, other aircraft that can just blow other players up in the main lobby. It's like, yeah, okay, look, they're fun, they have their appeal, but honestly... These shark cards, like, just add up. These are a lot of money. It's just, like, guys, like, if you're going to spend this kind of money in video games, just go buy other games, too. Like, I'd rather people spend money on new games. And they're just, they're keeping this one alive by doing this. And in their microtransaction episode, so I won't get into too much detail of it. So Because if you want to listen, you can go listen to that episode. But this is what's causing, you know, lack of development on this. It's like, yes, they still release, you know, other multiplayer online missions for us to do. And, you know, online heist, but that's it. The whole point is to do online heist so you can get money so that way you can spend it on in-game items. But, oh, no, you don't have enough money, so you're tempted to go get a shark card so you can try and cover the rest, or you just use the shark card to buy the whole thing outright. It's it's ridiculous. We're at this point, eight years later, from the game being released on PS3 and Xbox 360, two whole generations ago at this point. It is. It is. It's ridiculous because looking at this from a completely different angle... Before I get into that, dude, you remember the prison heist? Yeah, of course. Do you remember how hard we worked at the prison heist? I remember how hard we worked, and I remember at the very end, you all yeah. you got to do was parachute down and have uh, Andrew pick us up, and you died. I don't know how you died, but you died, either. and we had to do this heist <laughs> all over again, folks. I remember gliding into the water... And seeing Tim is awake died. 
and every I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I guess we have to do the mission again. And you and Andrew were just like, fuck this. God damn it, Tim. You had one fucking job. How did you die? In that sense, I can see where you guys would be like, well, I don't want to do the missions when Tim dies, so I'll go buy a shark card. I can understand that. But that is what makes playing the game fun. The shenanigans. The shenanigans. Exactly, dude. We have a great time telling that story because it pisses some of us off and it gets us riled up. And that is what shenanigans are all about. And that's... And I will say, to GTA's credit, the online, we had plenty of shenanigans. Like, there were so many fun online moments. Like, I won't take that away. That's been great. I've enjoyed that. But I am ready to enjoy that in GTA 6. I'm ready for Me another, too. I'm ready for another online, you know, experience. GTA 6, Le wherever it's set, let's make it so. Yeah, like I was saying before, looking at this from another lens, there were people in college that I went to school with who hosted the... Guitar Hero tournament that I won. They were game developers. They had ideas for games that they wanted to make. They were passionate about making games. Imagine, if you will, you are a game developer and Rockstar North comes up to you and says, Would you like a job? Yes. You're immediately going to think, Yes, of course. Yes, yes, of course, because you are a game developer and you want to develop games. If you are put into the Grand Theft Auto V realm of things, you're not game developing. You're not developing a game. You're developing extras and add-ons for a game. In a span of one to two years, Rockstar North was able to produce full-fledged games once a year or so. Between 2000 and 2002, they were able to develop Grand Theft Auto III and Vice City. Two completely separate games with two completely similar scenarios, different characters, different voice actors, different models, different cars, different everything, almost, different setting, different time zones. But they were able to craft and develop individual things that separated them by games. They were separated by a game. Now, if you get hired by Rockstar North and you're a game developer, you're probably tasked with making a plane. And that's your that's the that's the job that you have for one year. Design a plane that someone will buy with a shark card. That must be the most soul crushing experience. Here you are with wonderful ideas that you would like to one day expand into a game, a full fledged game on your own. But here you're you're just being tasked with like designing a light pole, designing a bush, designing something. You're not a game developer anymore. I know, you're just finding ways to uh, make players pay extra money, and that's the frustrating thing. That's what it is now. In fact, again, I don't know how true this is, but I remember reading in 2014, maybe early 2015, that the voice actor that played Franklin, you know, supposedly might have blown the whistle on, you're like, oh yes, we've got a single-player expansion for GTA V, where the, the rumor was that it was supposed to be before the events of GTA V with Franklin and Lamar. Like, I guess following them and doing missions with them. And I figured, like, hey, that'll be cool when that happens. Because you thought, well, since we had other single-player expansions with the other games, we thought, like, you know, we're entitled to this because this has always happened. Every other GTA game, except for San Andreas, has had some sort of single-player expansion going all the way back to the 90s. But we never got it. And we never will. We're, like, eight years into this. In fact, while you were speaking to that, I looked up and typed in Google... Very simply, GTA 6. 
Somebody asked, what year is GTA 6? And Games Radar, I don't know how this article said, it didn't do anything in fact, so all we have to go on is the word that GTA 6 was, quote, early in development as of April 2020. That makes it difficult to predict any sort of window release. We might at least hear of the game by the end of 2021 with a potential recent 2022. Now, keep in mind, this article, if it has a date, that would be very helpful. Oh, from 17 days ago. 17 days ago, so toward the end of May. All right. The problem is with these with these kind of articles, you have to treat them with a very, very big grain of salt because, honestly, potential release window of 2022, I doubt it because of the whole pandemic and because of GTA 5 still makes them a lot of money. So I honestly don't expect a release until 2023, if I'm being perfectly honest, at the very earliest. Considering that they're considering porting it from PlayStation 4 and Xbox One to the Series 10 and PlayStation 5, why on earth would they release grand theft auto 6 if they're going to if they're going to port the old one why would they port the old one and release a new one so here's my theory i think they want to bleed a little bit more blood from a stone one more time with releasing it to this next generation i don't like that they're doing this disclaimer i don't like that they're doing that at all but i think they're releasing it for one more generation hoping to get one more series of sales for the game one more and more series of shark card sales and then i think finally maybe two or three years after the new systems have kind of settled, then the new games have kind of settled, and people are more distracted by other games, then they'll be like, alright guys, here's GTA 6, finally. But that's only after they've released the game on three systems, shark cards, and other kind of nickel and diming in tow. So just to give some context, why I'm so upset about, I mean, that going down, as of February 2021, more than 140 million people according to GameStat play Grand Theft Auto 5 on the PlayStation 4 alone 140 million people on the PlayStation 4 72.5 million people on the Xbox 1 and the 360 that's correct the 360 they're still taking account to people playing on the 360 so a percentage of the 72.5 million people are still on two generations ago hardware. Uh, and according to Steam charts, on average, every 30 days, 80, roughly 84,000 people are playing uh, online on Steam. So to put that into context, you're going to uproot, you're going to port over roughly two-thirds of the entire population of the United States globally to PlayStation 5 and then ask them to buy Grand Theft Auto 6. Yes. Two-thirds two thirds of the entire population of the United States. That's what they're My asking. My God. That's what they're asking, and, and they're going to get away with it. They might, because I feel like we have a chance nipping this in the bud so early, pinpoint players. If you are someone who is interested in what we're discussing, we, we do have a chance here now. You can continue to play Grand Theft Auto V on the PlayStation 4. You don't have to buy it for the PlayStation 5. You can get Grand Theft Auto VI on the PlayStation 5, which in my mind would be a better message to sell, send to Rockstar. I would say the one thing that makes it tough is if you have friends or family like getting the new systems and then getting GTA V, you, you feel almost compelled to get the game to like play with them. And it's like, I would say this save your money for GTA 6 and convince them to get some other games on the system. Like, play something else. 
Let's move on from GTA. Let's move on from these micro. I mean, microtransactions ain't going anywhere, unfortunately. Like, we yeah, they'll, they'll always be a part of it. But we can at least control, like, the main games. We can at least control, to an extent, like, what we want. And hopefully we can at least drive some of that change to an extent. I am hopeful for a GTA 6 at some point. I don't know when. I think it's going to be at least two years from this conversation at best. I'd like to see if that is the case. Uh, I, I really don't see it happening. I feel like they're going to judge it based off of the sales of the transition, the porting. The, how many people go out and buy that PlayStation 5 copy of Grand Theft Auto V. Because like you mentioned earlier, they had a full-fledged uh, game in development with Franklin and Lamar. That never occurred because it didn't need to. I guess what I guess what I'm saying is they I know in the long run they know that the number of players playing the games is going to start to drop off like a like a kind of a bell curve like it's going to drop off. But then when it gets to around like a point here, I'm animating this to Tim by the way, folks. Then they'll realize, all right, guys, now let's we'll drop GTA Six because that'll get back on everybody's radar. GTA Five will start to fade into obscurity, and then we're going to go through all this all over again with GTA Six. It'll be a you know, a good package single player, as usual. It'll probably be a well-robust online with even extra stuff that even GTA Five didn't have. And then get ready for no expansions probably after that, unless you folks like you demand it. And there will be shark cards in the new one. All this is guaranteed, but man, at least it's like we can't fight shark cards like from happening because they're going to just do it anyway. But at least give us something else to look forward to on the, along the way, like... A single-player expansion would be would have been awesome for GTA V. I would have personally liked to have seen Franklin like a year or two before the events of GTA V just to see that happen, but we didn't get that. And it, it does come down to us. We are the consumers. You know, they tailor what to make based off of what we want. Exactly. Sure, you know, as the game developers, you know, develop their own unique thing, they try and fail, and they learn from the failures what succeeds. So they, they're just in this period of success that's overshadowing us. So we got to remind them that we are what makes them successful. We gave them a billion dollars in three days. We can take a billion dollars away just as quickly. I mean, we all banded together to let the PlayStation people know that do not just shut off the PSN store without some sort of solution. And because of that, we bought ourselves more time. And it's because of folks like you and... Thank you guys for doing that. You guys made a difference. And if you guys can do something like that, you easily can do something like that with Rockstar. Let them know on social media what you really think about stuff like this. However you can, in whatever way you can, you should just let them know. If you don't like this, definitely tell them. Yeah. Letting us know will also let them know, since that is how game developers do their research, by diving deep into the gaming genre community. Before we go, before we wrap up the season, I want to say... Just one factoid about GTA. It's actually the second largest uh, game franchise in terms of sales in the world. The only one that's sold, ever sold more is Minecraft. Minecraft sold 200 million. GTA 5 has sold a very respectable 145 million games all time amongst its entire series. Not bad. Jesus. Not bad, guys. I, fi I figured it was the second largest franchise, but I was going to say next to Call of Duty or Fortnite. So, nope. Actually, they'll... Neither of those are in the top ten. No shit, that's awesome. I mean, of, that's terrible. But. In terms of best-selling video games. But, yep, just wanted to say that. Fun little factoid. And the last thing I want to say is I wanted to thank 
everybody that's listened to this podcast from wherever you are in the world, locally and internationally. Yeah, checking our statistics. We want to give a big shout out to everyone out in Ohio, Texas, Washington, and Virginia. Thanks for listening and hope you're enjoying it in your part of the country. Yeah, I, we appreciate you guys from those states listening in. And there are a bunch of other states there too, but those guys from the states we just made have not budged. And we like new listeners and we like that it's attracted so many people from just this country alone. But internationally, the story gets even crazier. We've had people from the United Kingdom, from Belgium, Canada, Mexico, Australia, Germany, Nigeria, Netherlands, France, Sweden, Chile, Switzerland, and New Zealand all listen to this show. That's so fantastic. So from all those folks in all those countries I just named, thank you for giving this show a chance and listening to it. Maybe you only listen to one episode. Maybe you listen to a couple, but thanks for giving us a chance and, you know, putting us on your podcast and your car ride to your work. Appreciate that. Yeah. Hopefully that you, you're also sharing uh, with your friends and tuning in and enjoying what we have to discuss. It's been a great journey going through the last three seasons. Rambo and I have learned a lot about making podcasts. We're continuing to improve and we're responding to your feedback as quickly as we can. We want to thank everyone who, uh, listens so guys thank you so much we really appreciate it and to show us how much you appreciate if you really like our stuff please give us a five stars rating on apple Podcasts. it greatly helps us with outreach helps us get to a new audience same thing with a follow on spotify we're on instagram at pinpoint players definitely give us a follow there because we still have only eight followers and we promise we're real (laughs) yes we have more followers. We just need you to follow us on the Instagram. Not only that, but did you know we have a YouTube channel as well? We are the Pinpoint Players on YouTube. We have some wonderful content up there already. We have some great content planned for the future. It would really help us if you sub- like, subscribe, and comment on uh, the stuff that we have up there. You can also reach us by email, uh, pinpointplayers at gmail.com if you'd like to Write us a fan letter or give us some suggestions on how we can improve or things, topics to discuss. We're completely open to uh, receive those things. And with that, thank you guys for tuning into another awesome season with us. And we hope you'll stick around as we continue this discussions with more topics in future seasons. So thank you guys for listening in and we'll see you for the next season. Take it easy, pinpoint players.